Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. folks buckle up and get ready for another exciting fun-filled episode of beards brews and vinyl reviews i'm brandon and i'm travis and oh my after celebrating a wonderful ohio state buckeyes win last night excellent two and oh it wasn't an impressive win but we'll take a fucking w however yeah it's penn state at night even even though fans it's still hard i know and if you look at the game the fucking refs i mean come on man they must have been for the SEC. Yes, we do not like the SEC, <laughs> folks. It's hard to beat Penn State and the refs. Yeah, you know, that's a lot going against you. But without further ado, we are going to bring you Rush Moving Pictures this week. Absolutely. But before we get into that, da 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 what is the beer in the mystery cooler this week? Let's check it out. All right. Now, Travis was responsible for this. This Oh, my shit. <laughs> What the fuck is this? You dick! So we like to uh, surprise each other with swag beer for our episodes, and this is the worst one I could find this week. <sighs> okay, <laughs> I believe I set the bar pretty high last show with the Mickey's. Yeah. Ugh, good lord, I don't even know if I want to crack this, but it is part of our criteria. We've got tall boys of natural ice. Ugh. Honestly, I, I, I'm going to save it until I actually taste it, because I've never had it. You ready? All right. This is going to be bad. I got the feeling. Let's see here. All right. Okay. We're going at the same time. This could be awful. Cheers. Ooh. Oh. Oh, my God. It tastes like cough medicine and evil mixed together. Ooh, shit. It's bad. Oh. Okay. It... It almost tastes like... I don't have the words. Good Lord. What was that? Was it Comtrax or something back in the 80s? Fuck, I don't know. Uh, It's like... I don't know. It wants to try to be Jägermeister. Holy I, God. I, I don't know. Honestly, if you're a listener out there and you're drinking Natty Ice, <laughs> I don't know if we want you as a listener anymore. <laughs> but hey, you know, wow. we... Yeah, that's bad. I don't know if I ever tasted anything like that. Ooh. Okay, it's 5.9%. It says says ice brewed for a smooth taste. I can't get the taste out of my mouth. It's bad. Oh, shit. All right. Anyways. Okay, so I take it. That's a one sip and out. I I, I don't think I could drink any more of that. I got the feeling if we tried to finish (laughs) it, entire 16. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Um. I think I'm just going to, I don't want to ruin any of our nice equipment we got here in the Husky Slim Studios. Oh, Jesus Christ, that shit was bad. Hold on, let me get my everydayer out here. Give it a little wash down here. Cleanse the palate. Holy shit, that was bad. Ugh, yeah. You, you, 
How much was that? A, a buck a can or something? I think it was a dollar nineteen a can. It tasted like a dollar nineteen a can. I feel like I just blew two dollars and forty cents. <sighs> okay, folks, we're going to give the natty ice. We'll give that fucking four thumbs down. Oh shit! Yeah, don't don't drink that one, folks. It's bad. Need my eyes water. But I will say, you know, our cooler man. I I think. I really wish Marshall would reach out to us and like up our game and get us a couple of those uh, mini fridges that they got that are pretty sweet. The ones that look like half stacks. Yeah, the little yeah. half stacks. But we don't want the ones with the freezer. We want just the ones that are, you know. Yeah, those are pretty cool. The little mini fridge, Marshall. We're reaching out. Help! 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 I do play Marshall. I have a. I got a Marshall. You got a Marshall down there too. Yeah. I, I guess That's it right. does count. Yeah. I mean. What, Billy Gibbons used one to uh, record uh, My Heads in Mississippi. That's right. So I guess I can include the, what I think it's a 1990, the little mini stack, the Lead 12 mini stack. That's pretty sweet. I mean, it, that's to me, that's the poor man's Marshall. That's all <laughs> I can afford. <laughs> yes, folks, we kind of went off the rails a little bit because our beer segment pretty much blew ass this week. Wow. I mean, it's almost like this guy just wants me to get some King Cobra or some shit next week, and I will not do that. I'm, I'm, I want to... But I might. Ugh, I, I want to find... Like I said, Mickey's was great. I mean... Yeah, that, but we need to find some place that's got really good Schweig beer. Yeah. I mean, I would love to try Stroh's. I've never had Stroh's in my life. Stroh's is good. Stroh's. We're reaching out. Do they even sell it anymore? I never see it anywhere. I think you can get it. But I think it is nowhere in North Carolina. Yeah. If anybody knows anybody at Stroh's, hey, feel free to hook us up. Yeah, I would like that. It's been a long time since I had that. Yeah. All right. You well, want, you want to get into this? Let's go ahead. We've just wasted five minutes of. Oh, that that shit was bad. It took five minutes to get our minds right after the natty, after the natty ice. Man, if you can drink twelve of <laughs> fuckers, wee. God. All right. So as I stated earlier, we are doing rush moving pictures. It is Rush's eighth studio album. It was released in February 12, 1981. This was an OG pressing, which was Travis's. Um, I mean, the sound on it, I mean, it I'm, It was pretty good sounding. Yeah, I mean, it sounds, there's so much space between all the instruments, it just sounds really big. Yeah, and um, after, you know, I did do my notes here, I, I kind of read a little bit on an article. Yeah. That album was originally recorded digital. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Um, you know, it was recorded on digital equipment, um, about the same hertz and everything that we're recording our finely produced shows. So, Did they have a smoking computer, too? Uh, you know, smoking computer, he's still kicking. What's <laughs> up, smoking computer? All right. Smoking computer, I tell you what, folks, he, he doesn't ask for much. I mean, you know, he just got to light him up every now and then. He's the third member of the podcast. Yeah, he is. And like I said, you know, we, we did name the studio. Right now, it's Husky Slim Studio. That's right. And that's just because me and, uh, let's see, his sister, my wife, um, we have Huskies. So we said, what the hell? We'll call it Husky Slims until someone out there wants to reach out and actually be an official sponsor of our little studio. That's right. But. All right. So what do you think about the uh, album cover and the artwork on this one? Well, before we get into that, yeah. I just want to say Rush owes a lot to WMMS in Cleveland. That's right. The buzzard. 
I mean, you know, back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, I mean, it, where we were from, we were, what, probably an hour and something away from Cleveland? Just about an hour from the south side. So, I mean, for us to actually get to tune in and listen to WMMS, it was a rarity. Right. I mean... 100.7. Yeah. No, actually, back then... It, back then, it was different, right? Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I think it was in the it's 90s, 90s yeah. something. That's right. But right now, it's 100.7. Um, I mean... Lynn Boom Goldberg, all those guys were on there. I mean, it was crazy times then, and they owe MMS big time because they played uh, Working Man when Rush released it, and that's how Rush pretty much became huge. Yeah, because that was just a, like an indie release, more or less, like a small label put it out, and MMS jumped on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, and not to mention that, what, Joe Walsh is from there. I mean, we could go on and on about absolutely greats from Cleveland. Um, or around Cleveland, yeah. you know, Dave Trent Reznor. Grohl, Trent yeah. Reznor, yeah. I mean, we'll get to Nine Inch Nails, we'll get to Foo Fighters. I mean, give us time, folks. Mm-hmm. We're 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 kind of like, uh, well, I hope we're a little better than Natty Ice. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, we get better with age. You know, we're still we're still figuring things out here and uh, learning along with you. But we do enjoy bringing you uh, our show all the time. So, yeah, yeah. The I mean, the album cover. I'm giving it a five. Yeah, I give it a five. It's 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 great because it's funny. It's like Rush; they don't take themselves too seriously, right? And if you if you look at the actual picture of the building, there's like a waterway right out in front of it. But then the album cover doesn't show any of that. And something I just noticed today, yeah, is when I actually grabbed a hold of the album cover and was looking at it. You know, I, I mean, I've noticed before that the people look like they're crying and stuff. Yeah, but. Honestly, the dogs playing poker picture in the <laughs> yeah, middle. It's classic. That's a solid five. Yeah. I mean, I don't give a shit. You could put that on Britney Spears' album. I'm gonna give that cover a five just for the dogs playing poker. And this weird like homage to uh early eighties Ozzy or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that is. I always and, thought that was cool. And isn't the third one like Rush's Yeah, their logo with the guy like the, the logo. What is that? Twenty one twelve era? You know, but like I said, the dogs playing poker. That's going to get a five for me every single time. Yeah, it's great. And uh, something funny else, you know, about the cover was uh, the record company made the band uh, cover the rest of the cost that they wouldn't pay because uh, it was like, who was it? Hugh Syme, you know, he did the cover Mm -hmm. and he estimated that it cost almost 10 grand to make that. This? Yeah. Wow. So uh, the record company like was like, no, nah, we're not paying for all that. And they covered, I forget what they covered. Like I said, you know, research. We don't do no fucking research. <laughs> research. Um, and um, yeah, they made the band pay for the rest of it. Well. And I do like on the back too. It's like the they actually show a film crew standing yeah. out there. So it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good one. But, uh, yeah, that's about it for the cover, I guess. I mean, I, I, you had to give it a five. Yeah, I mean, it's it's classic. Um, and plus, it's one of those that if you just catch a glimpse of it, you know exactly what album it is. Totally. I feel like tons of bands since then have ripped off, like, this font and the way the, the title, like, uh, the way it looks right there. Tons yeah. of bands have ripped that and, off over and the years. I, I do like the way that they got the title and the band name up there. Yeah. It, it just kind of makes everything else pop. Yeah, it does. What do you think about uh, Strong Tracks? I'm going to go four. Um, yeah. You know, we got to throw something away. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, 
<laughs> I know you love flick of the switch side one. I do. To me, this is a brilliant side one. Yeah, it's it's maybe the best single side of any record. I mean, you know, you got Tom Sawyer, you got Red Barchetta, you got YYZ, Limelight. Yeah, I mean, I mean all four of those songs are just fantastic. Yeah, and I know we'll get into it a little later on the the overall listening experience and production and all that good stuff. Um, um yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's just great. I give it a five out of five. Like all four of those songs are just amazing. See, I was going to give it a five, but I know we got to throw something away on the album. Yeah. So I just went ahead with the four. But I mean, I, I can agree with the five because I, I really was leaning five because yeah. all of those are real strong tracks. Yeah. But I just gave it the four. So uh, with all the strong tracks, what's your favorite? It was hard. Yeah. This one is a tough one. Um. I just had to go back to like the very first time I ever heard this song, and it's always been one of my favorite songs that they've done. And I know you're gonna come down on me because it, it was a popular single off the album. But I have two other ones for honorable mention. Yeah. But I went Tom Sawyer. I mean, it's one of those songs. A, it's one of the rare songs we've been listening to for forty years, right? You never get sick you, of it. You never get sick of it. It comes on, you play air drums every time. You know, and like I said, I loved it since the first time I ever heard it. And, I mean, have you heard the drums on it? I mean, by (laughs) any chance, did did anyone ever catch the drums on that? It's it's kind of a perfect song. Neil's lyrics are just amazing on this one. I mean... Like most of his songs. You know, you got to put yourself on a spinning stool and have a drum set that goes 360 degrees around you just to play the damn thing. I mean, it's crazy. It's so good. Um... And I did give uh, Red Barchetta and Limelight my honorable mentions on that. So it was, of all the, the records we've done so far, this was definitely the toughest to pick um, favorite track because it's so good. But So I went back and forth and I actually changed mine. Like, you know, I love Red Barchetta. Yeah. And that most of the time is my favorite track. But uh, I went YYZ. I had you pegged for YYZ from the get-go. Um, or YYZ, as the Canadians might say it. Uh, <laughs> Canadians, eh? Like, those, those, those two are, are great. I go back and forth on those. Um, but when I was re-listening to it uh, again, I forgot like how many cool changes are in YYZ. That's yeah, great. I mean, this album's full of just shit that gets changed around. I mean, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, well, you want to hit the one to avoid? This was a hard one. Um, cause the whole record's good. It is. And it, so this isn't a bad song, but since we have to pick one, um, I, I picked Witch Hunt. Uh, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> picked Witch Hunt. I, I mean, go ahead and say why. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a beer. You go ahead and talk. Well, there's really no reason cause I like the song, but we have to pick one. I think of all the songs on the record, um, that's that's the weakest one, but it's not I'm not saying it's a weak song, but we have to pick something. I don't I don't have any complaints about the song. That's the thing. It's it's a great song, <laughs> but it's my least favorite song on the record. I'm sorry, folks. We're still watching that damn nanny eyes down. I don't think my eyes have stopped watering yet. Uh, all right. Well, what about you? That was your one to avoid, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God damn you, motherfucker. <laughs> um, I took the camera eye. Because it's 11 minutes long? Too long yeah, yeah, it's just too long. Um, and it's a great song, but I like more of the Rush songs that... Show- Can I tell you what's going to happen here? Come, let me jump in. We we're, we flip-flop our deep cuts in Trek to Avoid. I can already feel it right now. 
<laughs> Go ahead. Probably. Then, like I said, folks, none of this is, he doesn't know what I'm got wrote down and all that, but, um, you know, it's a great song. I just thought it was way too long. And I like more of the Rush songs that showcase Neil's great lyrics. Yeah. Um, it, I like long, long songs, and you know that I love synth stuff, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of that in this. Um, this whole album's loaded. Yeah. I mean, this era of, of Rush. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, well, are we going to the deep cut? Uh, yeah. Okay. It might get bloody up in this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I gave my deep cut a five, and it's witch hunt. <laughs> I gave my deep cut a five, and it's the camera. I, I told you we were going to flip flop <laughs> those two. Christ. Yeah, I, I mean, I loved witch hunt because uh, I like how dark it sounds. Yeah, and it's, a, I, it's a great song title too. And I love how it starts off in one key, and then it's it's like it drops what a hole in the flat. Yeah, something like that. It's I it's mean, cool. It's a dark sounding song, and then it just then it goes back up. And then it comes back down, and something else that was cool about it, it even has the album cover designer playing the synths on it. Oh, uh, does it really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, old old Hugh Syme. Yeah. I, I hope I'm doing your name justice, Hugh. I mean, I like I said, we can't barely afford one smoking computer. We damn sure can't afford another one that tells us the actual pronunciation. That's pretty cool. I did see that. Uh, didn't they record part of this song um, outside? Is this the one with the... Yeah, I think the voices in the beginning. Yeah. Um, they recorded it outside somewhere. And it was... Uh, where'd they record? Like Minneapolis or somewhere? Somewhere really cold. Oh, I can't remember. It's I in thought, the, those videos from that era. I thought this one was recorded in uh, Quebec. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah I know it's somewhere I think, really, really cold. Once again, folks, research? What the fuck is research? We don't do research. <laughs> research. Um Okay, so but the thing is, both those songs are good, right? No, I know, and honestly, I thought when we did the Thin Lizzy episode yeah. that that one was pretty hard to pick a favorite, and it, you know your deeps. I mean, that one was easy to get rid of a song. Yeah, I felt, but this one here, it was tough. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got what? There's only seven songs in this record, right? Uh, yeah, and they're all yeah. they're all good. That's the thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a great album. Um, so I mean, we touched on it a bit already, but what do you think about the, the production, the overall sound? Oh, well, Terry Brown and Rush, yeah. you know, they did it and, um, I love it. And honestly, I didn't know until I read that article that it was originally done on digital Yeah, I didn't equipment. know that either. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, I thought everything in that era was like, still analog. Yeah. So, I thought they were all using two inch or something like that. So but. that's something that was cool too, is... Because they not only pushed the boundaries of instruments and stuff like that, it's like they were pushing boundaries on you know how they wanted to record everything. And it's still like the the way this album's produced is kind of my favorite uh, sort of production value, where it's stripped down and there's a lot of space between all the instruments, right? Uh-huh. Which really pops out on uh, a good vinyl pressing. So like this is an original pressing, but then you know they did those Rush um, remasters and reissues with that are all in two hundred gram. And it sounds really good on that too, but I just think this older pressing still sounds better, like they almost always do. Um. Well, let's see. Let's find the article on that. Um. Yeah, it's been remastered twice. Yeah. Um. 
I'm going to say it was like 2015, 16, 17 when they did all those reissues on 200 gram. And they all, all the ones I've heard sound good, but okay. the originals sound better. Because, well, actually, they did it in 97 and 2011 is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, they might have used the 2011 uh, remaster when they did the uh, repressings on 200 gram. Well, I think they used an analog copy of the original digital master tape. Which that's pretty common anymore. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, because like even if uh, labels doing like reissues, I mean, yeah. for probably ninety percent of them, they're taking a digital copy, putting it on analog, or vice, you know, vice versa. Because yeah. I think a lot of them, it just depends on what type of master they can get a hold of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So here, here it is. The, the two thousand fifteen is when they um, remastered them for vinyl. That's part of the, all their records on 200 gram but the thing they did differently on that was they use less uh, compression the dynamic range compression yeah um so it didn't sound as squashed as some of the others and you know what else was great about this album was every song was written by neil yeah except for tom sawyer which uh he had a i can't even say i'm not even gonna butcher this guy's name up Hi, Du Bois. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what it is, but him and uh, Neil worked on that one. They co-wrote it, yeah. And then, uh, you know, because uh, Alex and Getty, you know, they always composed pretty much all the music. Yeah. And Neil wrote all the lyrics, right? Yep. And that was just the Rush formula, and I think that was like that for every album, wasn't it? Just about. I think Getty might have contributed some stuff here and there, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, and something else that was always cool about Getty... Like, if it, I've never seen them live. Me either. I mean, it sucks, but um, I always loved how when, you know, he's not really using amps anymore, he just plugs into <laughs> the place PA. direct, yeah. So, what, one tour, it was a washer and dryer. Yeah. And, and the one, uh, it was uh, vending machines, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, 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 these guys have such a great sense of humor, yeah, and it just shows in their in their uh, live concerts and stuff. So you know, if you get the chance, I'm sure they're on Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, um, you know, or hell, YouTube, anywhere. Yeah, there's that uh, documentary movie that came out not too long ago. Uh, that that's kind of spans their whole career, and you can kind of get their sense of humor in that when they're talking together. Always... I think I'd seen that. It's good. I can't remember what the name of it was. If we did research, I'd tell you, but I don't do that. Well, you know, when you sip on Natty Ice, he, he researches out the window because, I mean, I think that shit eats your brain, man. <laughs> um, so you, you know another thing that's great about this record, uh, in Rush in general, Alex's guitar tone. Um, oh, yeah. Because, you know, he's used different guitars over the years. Uh, but, like, on, on, neither of us picked it for our, our um, favorite track, but I think Limelight, his guitar tone sounds the best on this record. I just think it, it cuts through perfectly. It sounds great. Yeah. And, I mean, he's... I mean, honestly, I, out of everyone that I know has ever used, like, a Les Paul yeah. with a Floyd Rose, right. what yeah. is it, him and Neil Schoen? I think that's the only two I can think of. Um, I think those are the only two that come to my mind. Yeah. And you can get Alex that has a signature model, Les Paul, with a Floyd on it. Well, you know, Gibson, if you <laughs> want to send a couple of those, we'll, we'll <laughs> test drive them for you. I mean... Be, I never played one uh, with a Floyd on it, but it'd be, it'd be fun, I think. Uh, I mean, about every guitar I own's got a Floyd. Um, once you get over the whole setup issues it, with yeah. them and stuff, I mean, they are great. Yeah. But I mean, it's a learning curve. 
because honestly, I don't know that I've ever really had one that had a like a flat tailpiece on it. I mean, like a set bridge. Yeah, I mean, all you know, all mine do. Um, that's why I would love to get you know, Les Pauls are my favorite guitars. It would be fun to have one with Floyd on. I think to mess around because oh. like I'll, I'll pick up your Charvel when it's out. Yeah, and uh, just, <laughs> which isn't very often. <laughs> but the first thing I do is just start bending notes with the the tremolo, just because I don't have it on anywhere. Yeah, and I'll tell you what else is cool too is uh, when my wife, your sister, is not in the house, mm-hmm. and I just crank the old uh, crate G fifteen hundred. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, you just, dude, you can just sit there and it'll go harmonics for fucking days. <laughs> yeah, it is a fun guitar to play for sure. Yeah, uh, yes, it is a USA Pro Mod Charvel. I, what can I say? I love the Charvels. Yeah, they're great. But honestly, for the one that I, uh, when I was playing more, the one that I played the most is my 89. Is that the blue one? No, it's the, the, the pink, pink one. one. Yeah. But there's controversy with that one in the Charvel groups mm-hmm. on Facebook because, you know, I post a picture of it on there. Oh, they're telling me it's not a Model 4 because of the headstock, the headstock logo. Yeah. But if you look at every aspect of the guitar, it's a fucking Model 4 Charvel. Um, it's a model series. I don't give a shit. I think it was one that was probably on the last part of the run. They used the Model 4 body and then put the... Yeah, upcoming neck, yeah. neck and um, headstock logo. That's my favorite part about Facebook is being in some sort of guitar group oh, and yeah. people argue about the dumbest shit. Yeah, because uh, you Always. see, you seen what I posted on that fuckhead that did that yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- this guy, you got to understand, folks. I mean, I just posted it up just for fun. And, you know, I just wanted to see, you know, everyone else's stuff that they had. And this fucking prick gets on there and is like, well, that's not a model series. Model series are blah, blah, blah. And that's got the toothpaste logo. And, you know, what the fuck ever, dude? I mean, I was just, it was a fucking Friday. I just wanted to put something up for fun. And so this prick jumps my ass about it. And then, so I had to be a real dick and uh, fire back at him. And I put the old uh, USA Pro Mod on there. Mm -hmm. I said, does this count? You know, and, you know, it's typical. You get in the fight with those assholes on Facebook, and it's crickets, man. I mean, that's that's what social media is. I um, know it. But we, we do love social media because, you know, it gets us out to you folks. So That's fun to mess around. You know, but come on, people. I mean, people are allowed to have opinions and everything else in this fucking world, man. Just ease up. So, you know, one other thing about this record that I think is great. It's sandwiched in between my favorite era of Rush, right? So... You, Think about this. Three years in a row, 80, 81, 82, you got Permanent Waves, which has, you know, like Spirit of Radio and Free Will on it. Yeah. Moving Pictures and then Signals, uh, you know, that has subdivisions. Um, all three of those records are so great. But you and I talk about this all the time. Bands don't put out a record every year like they used to. Like, look, that's three killer records. And two years before that was Hemispheres, which is great too, right? So you've got four records in five years. That's crazy. Yeah, but you know, and like you hit on it, I mean, back then that was the norm. It was, like we talked about ACDC uh, I mean, and how ACDC, they did it. ACDC, um, you know, Rush. Um, Everybody well, did. Thin, Liz- yeah. Thin Lizzy was putting them out about, well, yeah, they was about, was about every it. year, yeah. year and a half. I mean, but back then, I think it was so big back then because that was really the only way you could get your music out. Yeah. It's not like today where you can just get on wherever and click. And you got it at your fingertips. Yeah, people release a song at a time. And by the way, if that's the way you get your music, we're not knocking it, but yeah. go get physical copies and listen to the vinyl. Yeah, yeah do both. Like in, 
<clears throat> in the car, everybody listens to digital, right? Yeah, it's it, easier. It's convenient. It, it, I mean, if you've got a turntable hooked up in your car, I salute you. <laughs> hey, there have been know, models that used to have turntables. Elvis Presley's one of his Cadillacs had it. I mean, that would have been bitching back in the day. Other, than, I know they'd skip a lot. I would think. Well, right? I know when CD players first came into cars. Yes, yeah. I am that old, and so Strav. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When uh, when the first ones came out, I mean, you hit a fucking bump. That bitch was. Bit, 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 bit. Yeah, I mean, my first. Um, console cd player you know in my system it skipped all the time if somebody walked by you yeah. know what i mean Just i had the, a, the floor vibrating it would skip i had a couple old pioneers that were like that yeah you know they didn't know what um shit any what was it the walkman i think was one of the first or the discman yeah that was one of the first ones that had the five or ten like second the buffer because yeah because yeah. remember like the first discman's like they would just skip all over the place oh yeah you just have to sit still with it yeah because i had a i had an old kenwood yeah when they first come out and i mean i loved it because it was my first cd player but good yeah. lord man you fart on that thing wrong and it would skip they were horrible but yeah sony i think they was the first to have the anti-skip and it worked it did oh yeah but it just was like, what in the hell? When you be going down the road, and, yeah. and, I mean, you could run over a pebble and that damn thing would be skipping. But guess what it is? Yes, we're old. I mean, honestly, and that's what's funny too. If people knew what we were recording this show on, <laughs> I would catch so much fucking flack. <laughs> I mean, our social media would probably blow up. I mean, we'd probably be super huge because people would be like, uh, I didn't even know that that program still ran, <laughs> and that's why I'm saying that's how old our shit is. But hey, I'll dare anybody using the same shit to get the sound we're getting out yeah. of this. Yeah, it works. I mean, it is what it is. It works, and we know how to use it. We didn't have to buy anything new. <laughs> well, we had to buy a couple cables. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, not too much. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, we just pretty much threw the show together with shit laying around. But I mean. You know, and honestly, I haven't went and bought any new vinyl for us to review. This um, is all stuff that we've had. Yeah, this is, yeah, because we can't, although now we can make appointments to go to some record stores, which we should do that so we can uh, get some new stuff. But yeah, we've just been going through our personal collection and reviewing stuff, which I'm going to make an executive decision right now and, and tell everybody what next week's record's going to be. Uh, Are you ready for this? Hold on. Is it the one I'm thinking of? Or are you going behind my fucking back again like you did with the fucking shit beer this week? <laughs> well, we talked about this, but we didn't really uh, come to a consensus. Uh, we're going to do uh, Def Leppard's High and Dry. Okay. Well, this was one we discussed. Yeah. I thought we were going to do a different one. We were going to do that one in a few weeks. Okay. We got. We must have to wait for it because we got something special planned for that one. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll disclose more of that when we get ready to do the show. Yeah. But yeah, high and dry. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Um, it's that's all one. I'm going to say about it. Yeah. I don't want to get too far. Into because I mean, you know, um, I will say this, Mutt Lang did not produce it as yeah. far as I know. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. I think Pyromania was his first one, right? For, for I them. think so. Yeah. Because that's what he hopped to after four and a four. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and really folks, that's the only reason we're bringing Mutt up this week. Yeah. Cause we just did him. <laughs> Uh, on uh, four and or four. What? Uh, Hopefully, you caught that episode. I, I thought it was a gross one. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, I know. What but then again, right everyone we do, I thought were you know, I think they're good. <laughs> I mean, but then again, we do drink beer. I mean, you know, we do. Is there anything else we should touch on for moving pictures? Should we hit everything? Should we do a recap? Uh yeah, I think we just go ahead and do the recap. I mean, we kind of strayed a little bit this week, but right. you know, that's what's fun about it. Is I mean, some albums are just so great. 
there's not a whole hell of a lot we can say to change your mind on it. So we'll just... Uh, this is in my top 10 all time, personally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see it. I mean, I'll throw it in my top 20. Yeah. You know. That's solid. But yeah. but you like more of this stuff, and I like more of the hair bands. Yeah, yeah. We've got some crossover, and then we stray, so... But here's my thing. All you record people, start repressing some of the great hair bands. <laughs> I mean, jeez, I'm peasy. Okay, let's yeah, get wait, back. Yeah, wait, wait, just, just so everybody knows. So Brandon and I, it's like a Venn diagram. Brandon is like hair metal and classic metal and classic rock, and I'm punk and indie and metal and classic rock and classic metal, and that's where we overlap on, oh, on the Venn diagram. So that's I what like, we, we I do. I like country, too. There's no fucking country <laughs> anywhere, no. He said there's no country nope. in his future, folks. Uh, but that's the, that's the thing that like we've got this overlap, but we've also got all these different bands and, and genres that we listen to. But can I clarify? Yeah, it's definitely not new fucking country. Okay, <laughs> I just got to throw that because that new shit is fucking garbage. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so album cover and artwork. We Hold both, on, can I ask how the yeah. fuck did we? <laughs> I have no idea. It's, it's probably the Natty it's Ice. That fucking Natty. Don't be bringing that shit no more. Uh, we're gonna get up. We're gonna have a Jake leg when we're walking out of here. We're gonna be like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, all right, album cover in uh, artwork. We both gave it a five out yeah, of five. Yeah, it's a five. It's solid. Um, strong tracks. We were both five out of five, right? I gave it a. You four. gave it a four. I gave it a four just because we had to get rid of one. Yeah. Um, favorite track rating five out of five, right? I did uh, YYZ, and you did Tom Sawyer. Well, I gave it a three. Just because, you know, we had to take yeah. something out. And, I mean, but, I mean, honestly, it is my favorite track. I give it a damn five. Yeah. Um, track to avoid. Uh, I, I picked Witch Hunt, but I gave it a four out of five because it's still a good song. I just had to pick a song for a track to avoid. Well, I'm going to change mine because I originally had the camera eye yeah. as a two. I'm going to bump it up to a three because yeah. it is a good song. It is. It's just long. Yeah, 11-minute songs aren't for everybody. Um for sure. But I, I like a long song. Like one of my favorite bands is um, uh, do metal stoner band Sleep. They have an album called Dope Smoker. It's one hour long and it's one song. It's amazing. And how much pot did they smoke <laughs> when they made it? All of it. I was going to say. Um, so then Deep Cuts. Uh, I picked the camera eye. Uh, I gave it a five out of five. Mm, I picked Witch Hunt and I gave it a five. Because honestly, man, that song is dark sounding, Yeah, man. it's a great song. Especially but... for that time of, what would they come out in, 80? Yeah, 81. I mean, you know, you didn't hear shit yeah. like that then. A few months is going to be the, the 40th anniversary of this record well, in, in uh, February. M- maybe they'll repress another one and it'll be tight. I don't know. Maybe we'll buy the repress and we'll compare the two. Who yeah. knows? Maybe they'll do it on some splatter, different colored vinyl. I'm always a sucker for that. Um. Anyway, so production overall sound, I gave it a five out of five. It's just a... Amazing sounding record. Yeah, I went four on it. I mean, it's you know four or five. It can go either way. Yeah. Um, and then overall listening experience. Uh, I obviously gave it a five. I think it's one of the best albums of all time. Yeah, I gave it a five on that because you know it is a great album that you can play from start to finish. Yeah. I mean, you if you was having a a party, you know, you could throw this some bit John and just let it do its thing. Yeah, everybody's gonna like it. It's one of those records. You know, unfortunately, you do got to get up and go flip it. I mean, you know, it is what it is. The struggle's real, folks. And neither one of us have seen them live, unfortunately. But I will say on that note, 
I know, I know, Neil. It what you know that was a tragic loss. Um, but the thing is, what if they did come back out touring, and say they had like Mike Portnoy, Dave Grohl. Yeah, it would be it would be really cool. You know, all these guest drummers come out and do shows, man. Yeah, I think I'd be banging as fuck. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Um, because every every drummer loves Neil, right? Oh yeah. Um, that, that would be pretty cool and, and a good sort of um tribute you know to neil and that's honestly i mean i wouldn't put that out of the realm yeah I, i'm maybe they're working on something like that you know they did that same sort of thing when chris cornell died they did that you know uh show when they had different people come up and sing his songs they did it with um nirvana that tribute a few years ago so they could i could definitely see them doing that well if y'all listening and our float show has i'm why the hell god dude that <laughs> natty is fucking me up we have wet brain now but hopefully our show has a little influence out there so hey take our ideas a little bit we're, we're not gonna cock block mm-hmm. you on it just send us some free shit and we'll call it square that's right like tickets uh <laughs> you mm-hmm. know vip uh you know we we like swag all right uh so till next week all right until next week this has been another fun-filled episode of beards brews and vinyl reviews i'm brandon and i'm travis and if you don't like rush fuck fuck you. you